0: The Trophy Wife She's married to a rich, powerful man possibly decades her senior, and at a glance, this gorgeous woman appears entirely out of her husband's league. Ladies, this is my beautiful wife, Roberta. I got taste too, huh? If he's a 5, she's a 10. And if he's a 3, she's still a 10. Her beauty adds to the status and social capital, hence the trophy part of the label. Thus the trophy wife is highly aware of her beauty as a contribution of her value to her marriage, and she shows it off. She's not just girl-next-door pretty, her beauty is a force all its own, constantly remarked on. Stepmom's cute. Shut up, Ted. You know when she was a senior, we were fresh Shut in? up, Ted. She likely sees it as her job to maintain this impeccable appearance on behalf of her wealthy husband. She's not the main character of the couple. When we get a window into many of these fictional or real couples on screen, the husband's the decision maker. We get along very well, and there's not a lot of disagreement because ultimately Ivana does exactly as I tell her to do. Yeah. <laughs> he handles the money, calls the shots, and isn't too hands-on with the children if they have them. Even if she's accomplished in her own right, talented as a singer, actress, or entrepreneur, her husband's career is the bigger one, producing significantly more fame or income. So while the trophy wife is technically defined as being a positive status symbol for her partner, the identity often comes with a negative implication that she's not his intellectual or professional equal, or isn't deserving of the success she gets to enjoy. Peggy. She's going to be a failing actress with a rich husband." She can be fighting a losing battle for respect, both outside and inside of her own home. When a young, unreasonably beautiful woman marries an older man with numerous times her net worth, and probably an ex-wife or wives in his past, she's bound to attract both envy and judgment. But while the trophy wife overlaps somewhat with the more explicitly derogatory gold digger or the exclusively transactional sugar baby, this figure embodies a strange mix of admiration and resentment. Plenty of men aspire to have a trophy wife and plenty of women aspire to be one. I like to consider myself one because the definition in itself is an attractive woman that's a status symbol for her partner. The relationship between a trophy wife and her husband can be one of mutual love and support between two people who each have a lot to offer. On the other end of the spectrum, it can be plagued by power imbalance or even viewed as a dehumanizing form of conspicuous consumption. Some find the term itself sexist and demeaning, and to truly be a trophy wife, a woman also feels a lot of pressure to keep up her impeccable appearance, as well as fear of being discarded if she doesn't. Some hag trophy wife needs new skin for a facelift. Here's our take on who the trophy wife really is on screen and off, how the qualities that make her a prize shift over time, and what her evolution says about ideal womanhood. This video might be about trophy wives, but in my house, we have trophy knives. That's all thanks to Kamikoto, a knife maker like no other. To make their stunning kitchen knives, they combine Japanese steel with centuries worth of metalworking expertise. Japanese knives are globally revered, and the bladesmiths at Kamikoto have over a hundred years of experience between them. And due to the quality of the steel, the high level of craftsmanship, and the single bevel edge, these knives cut in a way that others simply can't. So it's little wonder that they're favored by Michelin-starred chefs the world over. Each knife goes through a rigorous 19-step process to completion, and is individually inspected before leaving the workshop. They're presented in a beautiful ash box which provides protection, but also makes the knives a gorgeous gift. What's more, they come with a lifetime guarantee, so when you purchase them as a Christmas or birthday present, you're giving your loved ones a future heirloom. I bought the exquisite three-piece konpeki set, and it's totally up to my game in the kitchen. Chopping and slicing is so much easier with an extremely high-quality knife. As you might expect from a product with such stringent quality measures, the service doesn't stop when you open the ash box containing your Kamikoto knife. As part of your purchase, any questions or queries you have will be answered swiftly by a member of the Kamikoto team. Kamikoto is running a massive Black Friday sale right now, and is offering my viewers an extra $50 off any purchase with discount code THETAKE. So go to https colon slash slash take slash thetake and help support the channel. Marriage as a romantic arrangement is relatively new. Historically, it was an exchange of money, power, and land. And since it was rare for women to have independent wealth until a few generations ago, for many women, marrying a rich man was just an obvious, rational goal if they could manage it. And if I had my own money, which I don't, that money would belong to my husband the moment we got married. But in modern times, while women are still implicitly encouraged to marry partners of means, if they're perceived to be trophy wives, married to someone of substantially greater wealth or age, they're often judged harshly by both men and women, assumed to be going after the man's wealth and undeserving of the lifestyle it affords. Women deemed trophy wives like Anna Nicole Smith or Marla Maples have been ruthlessly scrutinized and dehumanized by the public or even their former partners. Ms. Marshall, if we wanted to find out whether you were lying to Mr. Marshall to get money and to make him feel bad, can you tell us what hospital records to go check into." And many classic trophy wives in TV and cinema are painted broadly as shallow, lazy, amoral money-grubbers. Ironically, this cartoonish portrayal suggests that the trophy wife is the one in control, that she's somehow outwitted, manipulated, or entranced her husband, and is therefore the craftier and ultimately more powerful member of the couple. "-Have you got the nerve to expect me to believe that you don't want to marry my son for his money?" "-It's true." "-Then what do you want to marry him for?" "-I want to marry him for your money." In reality, though, the problem that often plagues trophy wives is that they might lack power in their relationship due to their husbands' superior wealth, older age, and or public profile, as we often see in both real and fleshed-out fictional examples. The trophy wife might be controlled by a partner who's not fully sharing information, finances, or their family decision-making process with her. And she can be very aware that her situation isn't secure. Her status as a societal prize is tied to her youth and beauty, two notoriously fleeting gifts. And men who marry trophy wives are often known for having multiple marriages. But in a world of prenuptial agreements, the trophy wife herself might not have the same options for leaving an unhappy marriage without giving up a lot. The term trophy wife can be applied to several of the central women of Mad Men, like Jane Sterling or Betty and Megan Draper. Did you know that he met Betty Draper doing a print ad? Did you know she was a model? That's the kind of girl Don marries. And for all, the power dynamic is always uneven, skewed in favor of the male provider who takes it for granted that he can do whatever he wants with no accountability. If things go south, he knows he always has the option of fleeing into the arms of someone new. You get everything you want, and you still had to do this. Real-life trophy wives have experienced this unequal power dynamic in extremes. When Mariah Carey was beginning to top the music charts in the 90s, she was married to Tommy Mottola, who she met when she was 18. He was a much wealthier Sony music exec, 21 years her senior. And Carey describes that time as feeling as if she were held captive. He controlled everybody around me. Everybody was afraid of him. There was so much security and armed security. More recently, The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills' Erica Jane, originally seemed to embrace her trophy wife image as the spouse of rich lawyer Tom Girardi, who's over 30 years older than her. It's expensive to be made. But after Girardi began to be prosecuted for allegedly stealing millions from victims he'd represented, Erica was targeted by numerous articles and lawsuits that blamed her as responsible for her husband's actions, even though she's not a lawyer, didn't work at his firm, and the cases determined so far in court have found no evidence she was involved in his wrongdoings. While it's nearly impossible to nail down exactly what she did or didn't know, and she's often not a very sympathetic figure, all I think about are victims. I don't give a about anybody else but me. She's a good example of a cultural trap that ensnares the trophy wife, where she can't win and is judged from all sides. I think that it was a low blow to call me ambitious as like it was a slight. Right. Would it be better if I were a lazy wife? you know, or a polite wife, or an in-her-place wife." Erica claims that overall in their marriage, she had little power and no knowledge of or access to their finances. I was not in control of my finances. I gave every paycheck to my husband. On screen, Martin Scorsese has explored the doomed trophy wife figure through characters like Casino's Ginger and the Wolf of Wall Street's Naomi, who are both exceptionally seductive, beautiful, and self-aware, and don't really make any secret of the fact that they're interested in money and the lifestyle it provides. So do you think it's too much if I wear these all on the same day? Their husbands are well aware that this woman is a prize that they set out to win with their success. But these characters also showcase the near impossibility of being respected or enjoying full agency as a trophy wife. Ginger's lifestyle leads her to being addicted to drugs and alcohol and more or less abandoned by her husband. Naomi is much more together, seeming to capably balance her life as a mother with maintaining her bombshell looks. But she's pretty sidelined and disrespected while her spouse, Jordan Belfort, does whatever he wants. When Jordan is eventually prospered, prosecuted for financial crimes, she reaches a breaking point and leaves him. I'm gonna take custody of the kids. If you agree to the divorce right now, I will allow visitation, okay? Don't try to fight it. But while in one light this comes off as cartoonish, trophy wife behavior, abandoning the man once it's no longer financially wise to stay with him, it's also more than understandable that she's completely fed up with him. He's unhinged and erratic, not the partner or father figure a responsible mother wants to center a family around. Oh my God! You probably had to pay them in cash with your hands! What a f***ing burden! And actually do some work besides swiping my f***ing credit card all day! 2013's Blue Jasmine delves more directly into the question of the trophy wife's culpability for her husband's transgressions, as Manhattan socialite trophy wife Jasmine intentionally looks the other way when it comes to both her husband's Bernie Madoff-like financial schemes and his dalliances with other women. This disconnect between the perfect appearance the trophy wife has to maintain and a behind-the-scenes life that may include a less-than-ideal, often philandering husband seems to be a common pattern for many on-screen and real trophy wives. For Jasmine, eventually the cognitive dissonance of having to constantly pretend, especially to herself, that everything in her life is actually great, spurs her to sabotage her own situation and status and undergo a mental breakdown. Well, there's only so many traumas a person can withstand till they take to the streets and start screaming. But disempowerment is not the experience of all trophy wives. Modern families Gloria Pritchett and Legally Blonde's Brooke Taylor are both well aware of how the outside world perceives their marriages, but they don't care what anyone thinks. They love their husbands unapologetically for who they are, and are one half of their marriages that are based on kindness and mutual respect. In real life, a number of cast members on the Real Housewives series are beautiful women married to older, wealthy men, and show every indication of having equal, happy marriages. Today, even women like Salma Hayek, Amal Clooney, and Carla Bruni have been called trophy wives, even though they're incredibly accomplished, famous, and successful in their own rights, arguably more so than their husbands in certain fields, and certainly don't need their husbands' fame or money. So if there's not an unequal power dynamic, and what makes a trophy wife is simply that her husband is proud of showing her off, what's inherently so bad about that? There's nothing sexier than feeling supported and that the person that you, you are with wants you to thrive The evolution of the trophy wife reflects societal expectations of ideal womanhood. In the 50s, she would have been a domestic goddess. In the 80s, she would have been an all-American beauty queen. And today, she's more likely to be educated or successful in her own right, holding down the house and kids while looking like she just stepped off the runway, but in a relatable way. Whether she's a housewife, goddess, sexpot, superwoman, or therapist, truly being a worthy trophy feels about as attainable as hitting the lottery. A trophy wife is somebody who checks off all the boxes, and no woman could ever meet this bar so impeccably that she can be sure she won't be cast aside for a newer, shinier prize. All of which begs the question, is the trophy wife even real today when it's so difficult to define what makes one and who truly qualifies? The conventional trophy wife trope suggests a woman's youth and beauty are her most valuable qualities. But in fact, most of the real and fictional trophy wives that are visible in today's popular media seem to have a lot more to offer in their marriages, families, and as individuals. Say what you will. But the Duchess did have style. She brought in a decorator, feng shui, the whole place." Perhaps one reason people are fascinated by this trope is that most couples are of similar socioeconomic status, educational level, attractiveness, and age. Today people are less interested in hyper-heteronormative binary roles in relationships, and more are looking for their equals, as shown in the rise of power couples. We're also seeing more examples of the trophy husband or trophy man. Diana Jenkins, featured on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, was herself the younger, beautiful wife of a rich banker, but now that she's a divorced, extremely wealthy woman approaching 50, she's, apparently happily, engaged to a younger man of less means. The Trophy Wife's evolution in the public imagination from empty-headed gold digger to the multifaceted every-woman further proves that we're often not really thinking of her as a person, but as a representation of what society simultaneously wants from and resents about women. She's defined by what she means to other people — the second wife, the mooch, the prize, the scapegoat — so it's time to start viewing this woman on her own terms, defined by her own qualities, and let her determine how she sees her story. I married you because you were sexy. You still are. Who knows for how long that's gonna last, for either of us.